Thanks for checking out this message from Radiant Life Church. Grab your Bible, a pad of paper, and a pen. Let's dive in. Well, good morning. How's everyone doing today? All right, you guys are ready to rock and roll. Well, hey, my name is Josh, one of the pastors here at Radiant Life Church, and I have the privilege of actually what ends up being bookending our four-week conversation about prayer, which is uh, set in the context of our series, More, where we look at various practices of Jesus and say, hey, as followers of Jesus, what does it look like for us to implement these practices? And so we've been in this, this conversation about prayer as a practice, and we kicked this off by kind of journeying together through the Lord's Prayer. That was, that was three weeks ago. And then two weeks ago, Pastor Ryan talked about this idea of inward prayer, right? Prayer that is for transformation. We had the prayer of examine, which uh, there are going to be some of you in the room right now that are like, that's not how you spell examine. It is for the prayer. So you just, you just keep your comments right to yourself. Uh, <laughs> But this prayer of examine, right, where, where we invite, we invite Holy Spirit in to say, Lord, show me how you're working. Show me what you've done. Lord, but also show me if there's anything in me that needs to be corrected or brought in line with what you teach, right? So he talked about this inward prayer. And then the prayer of relinquishment, which is where we, uh, we basically give up our will to him, right? We see that in the Lord's prayer. Lord, we want your will to be done, your kingdom to come, right? And in the prayer of relinquishment, we're saying, Lord, you do what you want to do, right? So Pastor Ryan talked about this two weeks ago. Last week, Pastor Brandon talked to us about upward prayers, right? So if you're keeping track on your card, right, and you, and you forgot to write these down, that would be a good time to catch that up, right? So under, under inward, we've got the prayer of examine and the prayer of relinquishment. Uh, under upward prayers, Pastor Brandon last week talked about the prayer of rest, he had that beautiful image in the eye of the storm, right? Where you have these, these storm clouds all around, but here in the center of it, right, there's blue sky and sunshine and there's, there's peace and stillness, right? So we talk about this prayer of rest, that as we have those storms in our lives, which we will, right? He said, man, what does it look like for us to pray and invite Jesus into that space to say, Lord, and it feels like everything is falling to pieces. Lord, help me rest in you. Right? It's, that, it's that prayer of rest. And then he talked about the prayer of adoration, where we, we ascribe God honor and worth and glory through our prayers. Again, we've talked multiple times about the overlap between prayer and worship, right? And the prayer of adoration is one of those overlaps. He, he gave us a really good example of Psalm 145 as a, as a kind of a template for that, right? Where you just have this, this prayer that's talking about how awesome God is. So that was the prayer of adoration. Today, we're going we're gonna to close out this, this series by talking about that, the middle one, actually. We're going to talk about outward prayer today. We're going to talk about outward prayer. And I want to hit on three of these briefly here together today. And the three that we're going to talk about are the prayer of the ordinary, prayer of petition, and the prayer of intercession. Right? And we're going we're gonna to just kind of do a little bit of an overview of those three and what it could look like for us to begin to incorporate those things into our lives. So we're going to start with the prayer of the ordinary, prayer of the ordinary. This is You'll get a, a few different takes on this, but, but I have the microphone, so you're going to get my take on it today. Um, I would suggest to you that the prayer of the ordinary is a way in which we cultivate kind of that ongoing conversation with our Heavenly Father 
in the mundane, everyday things that we do. Right? If you, if you listen to the Radiant Reflections podcast with Pastor JB and myself, right? Like it's got brought up a couple of times. Right? There's, there's a liturgy or like a, a written prayer for when you change diapers. Anybody in the last week, have you changed the diaper? Any, we got any diaper changers in the room here? So this is, I think, a really cool example of a prayer of the ordinary because I want to challenge you, whether you're a parent, a grandparent like Grandpa Brandon Kinsey out there now, just harass him for that if you, if you want. We give you permission. Um, if you're a grandparent, a parent, a daycare provider, but you, you interact with little kids and maybe you change diapers on a daily basis, what would it look like if every time you change that diaper, you pray for the kid whose diaper you're changing? Right? Rather than, I don't know about you, right? but like, normally, what do, you, what do you do when you're changing the diaper? Like, you're changing the diaper and you're like, oh man, like, how could this little tiny bean poop this much, right? Like, and, you're, and you're like, and that's like, kind of like the mental conversation that happens. Like, what if instead you lift this kid up into the presence of your heavenly father? Over the two, three, four years that that kid is in diapers, think about how often you're praying for that kid. Think that might move some things in the heavenlies? I think it's worth a shot. The prayer of the ordinary, this is finding those everyday experiences. Or maybe you drive your children to school and you take this time to lift up your kids in prayer. Right? As you drive, you, if you've got multiple people, right? obviously you, your kids, whatever, pray together as a family on that drive to school. Capitalize on that time together to pray. The prayer of the ordinary could look like, like this. Like I pray like on the way to bring my kids to school, right? There's, there's typically a lot of deer that like to just leap out in front of vehicles. So I, will pr- I pray, I pray almost every morning on the way to bring my kids to school. I say, Lord, if you could just clear a path for me, like keep all the deer off the road or if they're gonna jump out in front of me, at least let me see them. Yeah. Right, I mean, you think about, I mean, but I do. I pray. I used, to, I used to work downtown Grand Rapids. I went to school downtown Grand Rapids. A little bit busier traffic than we have here in Sturgis. But there was, there was an on-ramp that I, that I hated. I hated it. Going from, uh, from 196 to Ottawa Avenue. Right? You have to do this thing. It's where, where 131 is coming on and you're trying to get off and you've got like, traffic going every which way. And I hated it. I hated it. But I would pray every time I drove down there to go to school. I'd say, Lord... Could you just make sure I can get on there? Make sure I get on there. Without fail, several years I was driving downtown Grand Rapids. Like, I never had a day. Didn't matter what time of day I went. I never had a day where there wasn't, like, a great opening for me to just swoop. Some of you are like, why are you worried about that? I was. So I prayed about it, and God listened to me, right? And he, he always gave me an opening to get onto that off-ramp. So you pray the ordinary. Maybe you work in a... In a, track, in, a, in a factory, right? You're building RVs for a living. What does it look like if as you're putting those RVs together, you're praying for, hey, Lord, I pray for whoever's gonna own this bugger. Lord, just uh, you know, bless them. Lord, bless my coworkers, these guys that, and, and gals that I'm hanging out with on a day-to-day basis. What if we would start to, to actually do that with everything that we do? Right? We talked about this a few weeks ago. So never stop praying. Never stop praying. I think one of the ways that we can actually live into that is if we pray the ordinary. 
Let those ordinary, mundane things be a catalyst for a conversation with your heavenly Father. Colossians 3.17 says this, And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Now this applies, it says word and deed, right? So you can, I think you can take this and you can say, man, how do I, how do I turn these things to an opportunity for prayer? But also kind of a, a, little, a little bonus note that doesn't necessarily have to do with prayer. What if you did everything as if Jesus asked you to do it? I use this one with my kids. I'll be like, hey guys, I need you to clean your room, right? And they'll, and they'll go clean their room, right? And, and then they'll come back and be like, oh yeah, I'm done. And you go look and you're like, this, this is actually worse than it was when I sent you in here in the first place. <laughs> But then I'll tell him, I said, hey, I said, if Jesus asked you to clean your room, how, how good of a job are you going to do to clean your room, right? You kind of like guilt trip him a little bit, right? Like, <laughs> but what if we actually lived our lives that way? What if in everything that we did, what if, what if we viewed driving our children to school or changing our children's diapers as something that we could do as unto the Lord? What if we could do that in the name of the Lord Jesus and give thanks What would that look like if we pray the ordinary? It's this idea that we share our life with God and we live our life to God. We don't just compartmentalize, oh, well, I pray when I'm I'm in this secret place. And yes, absolutely, we should spend some time in prayer in the secret place, in that chair. But what if every area of our life was a secret place? Because we're in constant conversation with the Father, about everything. Pray the ordinary. Share our life with God. Live our life to God. That everything we say or do would be an act of worship, an act of prayer. The second prayer we're going to talk about today is the prayer of petition. Petition. This is just, you ask what you need. But Jesus gives us this instruction in the Lord's Prayer. But I'm going to go back to one of the passages that we used uh, that first week of our prayer conversation. Jesus says in Matthew 6, he says, When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Lean into this. Don't be like them. For your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. Now, this isn't an idea original to me. I came across this a couple of weeks ago in a book that I was reading by a guy named Jamie Winship. And he looked at this idea, right, that it says our Heavenly Father knows what we need before we even ask him. Then if you continue in the Lord's Prayer, right, he says to to actually ask that he would give us the the food that we need, that he would provide for our needs. But this this guy, Jamie Winship, he, he suggests that you... You look at it this way, right? If God knows what we need, which Jesus said he does, if God knows what we need, what if we would start our prayer by asking him what we need and then pray for that? Right, we're really good. Hey, Lord, I've got all these things. That I, like, I need you to do this, I need you to do this, I need you to do this, I need you to do this. What if we started and we just said, Father, you know what I need. Could, could you tell me what it is that I need? And then create space to just listen. And then when he tells you, this is what you need. 
then you pray for that. Make sense? Again, I didn't come up with that. Jamie Winship for the win on that one. I was like, I never even thought of that before. It's in there. It's in there. He says he knows what you need. But we usually, we, we go to him with our list to make sure that he knows what we think we need. When, what if we just asked him and go from there? The third prayer is the prayer of intercession. This is where we, we lift up our brothers and sisters and we actually go to the Father on their behalf. Petition is, is you know, kind of this idea that we bring to him our needs. Intercession is we bring to him the needs of others. We see this in scripture in the book of Galatians chapter six. Paul writes, share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. We are called to come alongside one another. There are things in this world that we were not created to carry alone. So Paul says the model here is that we carry each other's burdens. And in that way we obey the law of Christ. And I, I like this next little gut punch here. He says, if you think you're too important to help somebody, you're only fooling yourself. You're not that important. I would like for everybody, both online and here in the room, everybody say, you're not that important. Not that important. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Happy, happy, joy, joy, right? <laughs> if we think we're too good to help somebody else, we are incorrect. We're not that important. We're called to share each other's burdens. He continues, I urge you. No, I jumped. Did I jump right there? Well, this is a, he doesn't continue. He says this in a different letter to his pastoral protege, Timothy. He says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. To pray for who? All, all people. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Now, this, we'll unpack this more in a few minutes, right? But I think it's, it's really important that we lean into the, to who we're supposed to pray for. And that, that last part of that first verse, we need to pray for all of them and give thanks for all of them. That's not always easy to do. It says, pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. So we get a little bit of a peek into the heart of the Father here. For there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man, Christ Jesus. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. Now, I do want to clarify. It says he, he gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. Not everybody accepts that. It is available to all but some reject it. But what Paul does here in this letter to Timothy, because he starts off by saying, pray for all people. What people? All people. And then he tells us in verse six, he says, because Christ gave his life for all people. If you ever had it, and you don't have to actually raise your hand, but if you ever had it where like you really struggle to pray for somebody, or you've just been like, nope, not praying for that person. I mean, you ever like, I think Paul is challenging that idea and, he, and he's giving us the rationale. He says, man, there are people that you might not want to intercede for. You're kind of hope, you're sitting there hoping they get what's coming to them. 
But he says, I want you to intercede for all people. Why? Because that's somebody that Jesus paid the price for their eternity. When we sit in a place and say, nope, I, just, I can't pray for that person. You don't, you don't know what that person did, right? And that's somebody that Jesus died for. We've now elevated ourselves above Christ. And we've said, yeah, Jesus, you might have died for him, but man, if you knew how they treated me. Really? Really? He says, Christ died for that person. You've got no reason to not intercede on behalf of that person. And Jesus says in Matthew 5, he says, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who think differently than you. Pray for those who vote differently than you. Pray for those who don't have as sophisticated a taste in music as you. Pray for all those people that have drank the chosen Uh, (laughs) Kool-Aid. I just, I like to pick on JB a little bit. He's good for it. Pray for all people. All people. Right, and sometimes we read this and we think, yeah, that's great. Like that, that's like a nice thing to shoot for, right? But it's probably, I don't know, is that, is that really possible? We actually see that both in Jesus and in one of the early disciples. Right, when we, when we think about this idea of, of interceding on behalf of others, I, I, wanna, I wanna kind of blow the doors open on who you pray for. Right, we see this in Acts chapter seven. There's a guy named Stephen. And as they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with their sins. They're killing him. Killing. He is interceding on behalf of the people, killing him. I don't, I, don't know if, I don't know what I would be like in that situation. But when it says pray for all people, apparently he means all people. We are called to go to the Father for those around us, those we like, those we dislike. Richard, Richard Foster, whom we've quoted extensively over the course of this series because, I mean, he's written extensively uh, on this topic. He says this, if we truly love people, pause, Jesus says the mark of discipleship, or he says, if you want people to know that you are my disciple, you're not going to measure that by church attendance. We're not going to check your tithing record. We're not going to go and see how many small groups you've been a part of. We're not going to ask, well, have you been through next steps yet? That's not the measure of whether or not you're a follower of Jesus. In scripture, he says, if you want people to know that you're my disciple, it will be by the way that you love one another. So there is a a God-given mandate on you and I as followers of Jesus to love one another. 
And Richard Foster would suggest that if we truly love people, we will desire for them far more than it is within our power to give them. Have you ever had that? Like you see somebody and like, and you see, man, you just, you want so much for that person. Maybe it's a kid, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a friend, like, but you just see, oh, like there's so much more. I want you to experience that. And sometimes we get frustrated. We're like, wow, why can't they see it? Are we, are we bringing them to the father? Are we going to the father on their behalf? He says, when we see that, right, this will lead us to prayer. Intercession is a way of loving others. It's a way of loving others. So we, we bring them to the Father. And we say, Father, I want to I just put this person, I want to lift them into your presence. Maybe you know what they need, maybe you don't, but Holy Spirit knows what they need. So you say, Holy Spirit, what, is, what does this person need? And then pray for that. But we intercede. So we have these, these outward prayers. Again, the prayer of the ordinary where we just, we let mundane, everyday experiences be a catalyst for conversation. Does that one make sense? Yes. We have the prayer of petition where we present our requests to the Father. And again, maybe we, maybe we start to shift our thinking and, and in that we, we first ask the Father what we need. Does that make sense? Prayer of intercession. We bring others before the Father. We pray on their behalf. Does that make sense? Well, so here's what we're going to do. <clears throat> and some of you are going to get uncomfortable with this, and that's okay. Um, and if you're just joining us for the first time, no, we don't do this every Sunday. But... I want us to actually, you know, we talk about these prayers in the secret place. This is something that we do in, in our time with God, but this is also something that we can do together. So we're going to spend just a little bit of time together interceding for one another. So uh, what I'm going to ask that you do, and, and hey, if you're with us today and you're, like, and you're not even a follower of Jesus, you can, you can just hang tight, right? There's zero judgment here, right? Like, don't, don't fake it. Don't be like, oh, I should probably try to say something. No, you're cool. You're cool. But for those of you that are followers of Jesus, I want to encourage you, gather together with a handful of people. Three, four, five, 10, 12. Gather with the people around you. And this will require some vulnerability, right? Which not everyone's always comfortable with. That's okay. You will survive, I assure you. And just say, hey, man, here's something I need. Figure out how you can pray for one another right here in this place. Again, we talk about this, these things as practices. So let's practice. Thanks for listening to this message from Radiant Life Church. To get to know us better, check out theradiantlife.church. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram.